What's up, listeners? I know what you're thinking. A bonus episode? Is this real life? It is real life. And this is a preview of what's to come over on the Patreon feed, now live over at patreon.com backslash force5. If you sign up for either the normal tier or the executive producer tier, you're going to get a bunch of extra shows. Right now, I've got a solo top five list I put together that I'm pretty proud of. Top five films you didn't know had TV spinoffs. I've got reviews for the Vinegar Syndrome releases of Hobgoblins and The Mob. And this feature, a new draft-style battle that is bound to get heated as we get more guests on. So consider this your free taste. If you want more of these drafts next month and into 2023, you're going to need to pay the cost to be the boss. Enjoy. Top five anything just gives me anxiety, to be very honest with you. (laughs) That I'm like... What's up, Patreon listeners? Welcome to Force 5 Live, a Patreon feature that's going to be a little more antagonistic than the normal top five shows on the main feed. I want to give it a, a quick shout out to Sean. He's the very first Patreon subscriber, and a long time ago, he came up with this idea. I think it's going to be a fun one. Force 5 Live is a twist on the main show format that pits two contenders against one another in order to draft the best hand decided by the listeners. And tonight's topic to kick things off, we've got top five Kurt Russell films. Kurt Russell's first on-screen credit was an uncredited extra on Dennis the Menace, and his star has only shined brighter ever since. With such an impressive filmography, I have no idea what this draft is going to look like. And essentially, the way this is going to work is after we play a game to determine who goes first, each player will draft a film until each person has five total. And if a film is drafted, the other player cannot draft it. Seems pretty simple, but we'll see how it goes. Today's contestants are both from the Find Your Film podcast and two folks I talk to almost every day on Cinematic's Facebook page, Bruce Perky. Hello, Bruce. How are you? Hello, Jason. And Eric Holmes. Eric, how's it going? I'm ready for some blood. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there will be blood. Now, I floated a couple of topics to start out with, and you both kind of zeroed in on Kurt Russell right away. What drew you guys to this topic? What's your relationship with with the Kurt man? Um, Well, I think uh, as far as the ones you gave us, you had Brian De Palma. I'm like, no, you you can't do that without Greg here uh he's the brian de palma <laughs> guy and then uh of the rest of them kurt russell seemed like the um probably the easiest one to uh easiest one uh, you know the uh what's the word more condensed one i guess the less broad version and so it seemed like it'd be uh seemed like it'd be a more of a battle for this first go around i see so you're looking for the arguments that's what you're <laughs> looking for <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> What about you, Bruce? What's your relationship with Kurt Russell? Well, my relationship is very long. I know. <laughs> so we, uh, I mean, I'm older than you guys. So I remember Kurt Russell from Disney days. Uh, and so I had to see him when he was like a teenage dude, uh, or at least early 20s, maybe, I guess, when he did some of those. But then, of course, uh, Carpenter hit, and I was a huge Carpenter fan uh, in the 80s. And I've seen quite a few Kurt Russell movies in the theater. So I, I think uh, he's been with me most of my life. So uh, that's my relationship with Kurt. 
All right. I'm a big Kurt Russell fan. I love Kurt Russell. And just going through his filmography in preparation for this, there's just so many movies that I could see on a top five list for him. Really interested to see how this plays out. Now, in order to determine who goes first, we're going to play a game that I'm going to call Four Frames. So the way this works is, as you're probably aware, when you look somebody up on IMDb, it'll show you the four films that IMDb believes that actor is known for. Now, sometimes these the four films are pretty accurate, but sometimes they aren't. So what's going to happen is I'm going to give you an actor's name, and you're each going to send me a private message. And I guess we're going to do this by Facebook. So if you can pull Facebook up, I know I've uh, got messages going with both of you. So. All right. Oh, sorry. We're, we're not doing Kurt Russell, are we? Because I have that up right now, and that might be cheating. <laughs> no, no, no. Somebody other than Kurt Russell, yeah. All right. What you're going to do is you're going to send me a private message with the four films that you think IMDb has displayed for this actor. And the person who gets the most right will get the first pick. Now, if you have the same number correct, then we'll go back and forth throwing titles out there until somebody gets one right, and that will be the person that goes first. All right. Your actor. Give me the four films that you think IMDb says Samuel L. Jackson is most known for. Another actor with a huge filmography. And this is where I will be doing some creative editing. The sound of typing and thinking is not very enticing. It's just such good pod right yes, here. Yes, it is. Good pod. <laughs> Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. All right. So, Bruce, you have put forth Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Deep Blue Sea, and Jungle Fever, while Eric Holmes has sent... Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame. Damn, those Avengers movies. All are very, very good choices. But you each have just one right. Just one right. And that one that you both share is Pulp Fiction, which is in slot number one. So we're going to go back and forth here real quick. And whoever gets the next one on the list is going to get the first pick. And we're going to go in alphabetical order. So, Bruce, what do you think? I'm going to say Captain America Winter Soldier. Incorrect. <sighs> Over to Eric. Um, Nuts. I guess I'll just go Avengers. Incorrect. Back to Bruce. Uh, Django Unchained. Oh, that's a good one. Incorrect. Back to Eric. Um, I'll just come right back with Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight is in slot ah, number two. Eric, weird. you get the first pick. It's like, which Tarantino <laughs> movie is it going to be? <laughs> Wait, what were the four? So in terms of IMDb, uh, they have Pulp Fiction in slot one, The Hateful Eight in slot two, Captain Marvel in slot what? three, and in slot four, we have Snakes on a Plane. Oh, I should have guessed Snakes yeah, on a Plane. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's where the Captain Marvel was a go-to. See, I thought Deep Blue Sea would take the cheesy you know, the cheesy moments for him, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I, I think this game is kind of fun just because you never know what IMDb is going to say. I would have said like Long Kiss Goodnight would have been a, a good one to have on there, but yeah. what do I know? Do we got, do we got time to do best two out of three? <laughs> <laughs> this one's really fun. <laughs> well, you have the first pick, my friend. So let's get into our Kurt Russell draft. There's probably like five films I could see going number one in this draft. What do you have 
at number one, Eric Holmes on our Kurt Russell draft. With the first pick in the 2022 draft. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Kurt Russell. You know what? I'm not going for it. I'm going to go with Bone Tomahawk for number one. Ooh, Bone Tomahawk. All right, tell us why you love Bone Tomahawk for your first pick in the Kurt Russell draft. Well, um, I'm not quite sure what my strategy is going to be here, but I figure I'll start with a really strong uh, Western. And Kurt Russell has made a bunch of great ones. Uh, I don't want to show my hand too much and mention any of the other ones, uh, just in case Bruce might want to pick it. But I think of the Westerns he's done, Bone Tomahawk is top notch. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of Kurt Russell at his best as far as the the um, westerns go. So I went with that, and it's a badass movie. It is a badass movie, Bruce. How are you feeling about this one coming off the board at number one? Um, uh, Bone Tomahawk is pretty good, but I Bone Tomahawk is one of my follow up choices, so it wouldn't have been in my top five without getting some of mine taken away, which I'm sure they will. Um, but I will say Bone Tomahawk is probably his most ferocious mustache on screen. So that's pretty, it's a pretty good choice. Yeah. Between this and Hateful Eight, he has had some great mustaches on screen. I will say Bone Tomahawk is one of the uh, dirtiest movies I've ever seen in that when I watch it afterwards, it makes me want to take a shower, <laughs> much like the proposition with Guy Pierce. Um, and it's just, God, it's got one scene in there with a bone tomahawk that you will never forget when you watch it. It is like just one of the most brutal scenes I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of split on that scene. I don't know which way to go with that one. So I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, enough said, enough said <laughs> Bruce. Yes. Number one pick for you. What are you going with here? Well, I'm going to leave the obvious one on the table too. So one of us is going to grab it at some point. Ooh. But I'm going to go with another pretty obvious one because I, I I just can't. He's one of the greatest characters ever put on film. And I'm looking at this as a team. So if I do this correctly, I'm going to have the perfect team of different Kurtz, you know, combined. But my first choice would be none other than 1981, Escape from New York, Snake Plissken. S.D. Plissken, American, Lieutenant, Special Forces Unit, Black Light. Two Purple Hearts, Leningrad and Siberia. Youngest man to be decorated by the president. He robbed the Federal Reserve Depository. Life sentence, New York Maximum Security Penitentiary. I'm ready to kick your ass out of the world, war hero. I mean, come on now. <laughs> There's so much to love about this movie. First of all, as far as characters go with, with him, Snake Plissken, iconic. You got the eye patch. You got the name Snake. I mean, right out of the gate, that's like, you know, he just screams badass. He doesn't give a fuck. Uh, what did I, <laughs> I thought? So his co-stars not only are so great too, you know, you've got Lee Van Cleve, you've got Ernest Borgnine, you've got Donald Pleasance, you've got Isaac Hayes, you got Adrian Barbeau, you got Harry Dean Stanton, and I'm forgetting at least two or three, uh, Tom Atkins, I think, uh, more, there's more in this movie, and he's still the most badass person on screen. So that alone is is amazing. And then to take that, and he's he's a hero, but he's an anti-hero. He's a prisoner. He's got his life in his hands with you know a 24-hour ticking time bomb in his neck. And yet he still is cool as fuck the whole time. And this is his breakout as a badass. And before this, I don't believe before this, 
he ever was that kind of character. I think he was always uh, more of a goody two shoes kind of guy. You know, he was a, he was a nice guy, and seeing him like this was a big, a hard left turn, I think, for people, and it and it recreated his whole career. All right, so we got Kurt turn into a badass here and escape from New York as Bruce's first pick. Eric, uh, does this throw a monkey wrench in your list? How are you feeling about escape from New York going here? Not at all. Cause I would have went with escape from LA. Uh, it's got a hundred percent more CGI, uh, <laughs> <laughs> surfing, I guess. <laughs> no, nah, that, that escape from New York's good. Escape from New York's a good pick. And, uh, it, it kind of hurts a little bit, but we'll, 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 there, there's plenty of good, uh, carpenter, uh, Russell to go around. So we'll see. We'll see what comes up. There is. And if you're a physical media collector, if you've never heard the Kurt Russell, John Carpenter audio commentaries, they are some of the best commentaries ever on films. They just have so much fun talking about these movies together, ribbing each other back and forth. Uh, highly recommended really any of their commentaries together. Um, all right. So we've got Bone Tomahawk uh, off the board. We've got Escape from New York. As Bruce's number one pick, Eric, what are you going with here to compliment Bone Tomahawk number two? Well, um, we're going to go the other way because, uh, you know, Kurt Russell is a great dramatic actor, uh, great action star, and he's also very funny. And it's, oh, I'm kind of torn between a couple of them, but I think I'm going to go with used cars. Good pick. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, not his first comedy because he's done a bunch of uh early Disney movies that I haven't seen. So, um, you know, spoiler alert, a lot of those might not make it on, but <laughs> it's kind of, uh, Robert Zemeckis, early Zemeckis. You got Kurt Russell, Jack Warden, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's too fucking high. And then you shoot it with a shotgun. I mean, it, it's got, uh, Michael McKeon. It's got some good stuff, good laughs. And Kurt Russell is kind of like, uh, he's funny, but he's also kind of a snake in it, which is uh, fun to watch. So I'm going to go with the used cars. Bruce, how you feel about used cars? I'm okay with used cars. I don't think used cars. I don't think used cars is even going to make my list. It's not even my after after thoughts. So, uh, but it's good. But it just wasn't in my top. I don't know, fifteen or twenty. Because God, he's got so many movies. I didn't even look. How many movies does he have total? Seventy? Fifty? I see a hundred and three credits. I don't know how many of those are movies and TV shows and shorts and whatnot. But a hundred and three cre- acting credits. Yeah, he's had a lot of bit parts in TV movies, done a couple of TV shows. But, I mean, pushing 80 movies probably isn't out of the realm for him if we counted them all up. Yeah. I think Used Cars is is hilarious. I think it's a great movie. Uh, I don't know, just like Bruce said, I don't know if it would have made my top five, um, but fantastic movie, fantastic comedy. Um, it, it One of those like 80s R-rated comedies that we don't really get a whole lot of anymore. All right, um, so we've got Bone Tomahawk and Used Cars on Eric's list. Bruce, what are you going with uh, your next Kurt for number two? Hmm, I'm really torn. I've got several really good thoughts here. I'm going to go with one that's a little less, I think it's a little underappreciated, but I think it deserves appreciation. So I'm going to go with his character from 1997's Breakdown. Oh, this is crazy. Look at this. If you win this mailing contest, you can choose between $90,000 or 90,000 donuts. What the hell? What did you do? Hang on, I can't steer. Can you believe this? 
folks all right? Our car broke down. I can give you a ride to Bell's, a little diner about five miles down the road. They got a payphone. You call a tow truck. They just come in and haul you out. Directed by Jonathan Mostow. I love this movie so much, and I think it deserves more love. I think this is one of the best straight action movies from the 90s. Uh, you've got the unusual situation of having um, Kurt Russell playing this very like dockers and polo wearing like dude from the city driving with his wife through the desert. And he, you know, as the title suggests, breaks down and this trucker comes by a friendly trucker and offers his wife a ride to go to the gas station to call for a tow truck or to get a tow truck or call for a tow truck. I don't remember exactly how it goes. And then his wife doesn't come back. And so begins the adventure. And this movie is a lot tougher and a lot harder edged than you might think it would be. And it's kind of one of the few movies where you start with Kurt, like I said, as kind of this passive, you know, um, kind of beta dude. But then he has to find his alpha dude by the end to kind of come out of things, (laughs) um, which is really cool. And then um, also, I want to give it a little extra point because it has him at some point getting... um, Smackdown on Noseworthy. You know what? What's his name? Jack Noseworthy. What's that guy's yeah, name? Yeah, Jack Noseworthy. And I, I would I hated that guy in almost every role he was in. And I don't <laughs> know why Hollywood was pushing that guy on me, but just seeing Kurt Russell get get the upper hand on Noseworthy uh, made me happy. So I have to go with Breakdown. Great choice. I love Breakdown. Eric, what are your thoughts on Breakdown here? It seemed like you were a little disappointed that it was played here because maybe you wanted on your own list. Yeah, that one hurt. I thought I could get away with it, keeping it number five. <laughs> I didn't think Bruce would go for it. And then as soon as he said it, I'm like, son of a. <laughs> but yeah, that, that one hurts a lot. Fantastic film. Uh, I love the the aspect of Russell trying to get it back and really, yeah, growing into a badass in this film. It's got some great character actors here. You mentioned J.T. Walsh. Um, MC Ganey is in here, another great character actor. And then Rex Lynn, who... It's an appreci- underappreciated uh, as the sheriff in this movie. Just a, a really great role for him. This is a movie that my dad like will not watch because it just like gives him too much anxiety. Just a yeah, great movie, and uh, no faults for taking that here at number two, Bruce. All right, so uh, Eric, pick number three here. Uh, what are you gonna have? There's still a lot of great, a lot of high profile Kurt Russell films available. What do you got at number three? Yeah. So I got the I got the badass with the bone tomahawk. I got the funny with the used cars. I think I want to start pulling at some heartstrings, and probably the best way to do that is miracle. Oh. All right, miracle. The story of the 1980 Olympic team. Yeah, it's a Gavin O'Connor movie, and uh, you know, anytime you get a, a sports movie with like a really good uh, rallying speech at the end, I mean, come on, who doesn't like those things? And if we're putting together five Kurt Russell movies. Uh, you gotta, you gotta have some heart in there somewhere, and I think there's plenty of it in Miracle. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. <laughs> 
All right, Herb Brooks. What do you got here, Bruce? What are your thoughts on Miracle? Uh, Miracle is a good one. Miracle is definitely in my pocket as a possible. I, I have like, I don't know, I have like about 10 and I'm just deciding on the fly which ones I was going to make my top five. <laughs> and that was definitely in the running. I mean, just that speech alone has become so iconic. And uh, it's, I mean, Miracle is pretty damn good. And I also think of it like, because that's Disney, right? Or side Disney. I'm trying to remember who made that. I feel like yeah, Disney, I think is. Disney. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of a, a semi return, uh, but in a different, like, but, you know, grown up, you know, <laughs> grown up Kurt Russell has returned and now you have to take him seriously. And that's a really good, a really good movie. A long way from the computer that wore tennis shoes here on the ice instead. Uh, I agree. I think that Miracle is a, a great sports movie. And, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now, you can, uh, you know, go back to 2004 and watch the U.S. beat Russia all over again. Bruce, pick number three for you. Still a lot of good movies on the board. <clears throat> I know there's too many good movies on the board. I, I, I can't in good conscience let this movie go any longer. I think I'm going to have to pick it. It's, it's like the most obvious thing in the world, but you also have to say it because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I took my kids to see it. Oh, they both have seen it in Blu-ray. I don't think I have it in 4K. And they both went with me to see it in the theater this year. And that is 1982, John Carpenter's The Thing, McCready. How can you not? How can you not? <laughs> this is Kurt Russell. I mean, what is there to say? Okay, I guess what I can say is, first of all, in the whole half the movie he's wearing, what is he wearing? Like a prospector's cap and he makes it look cool at hat. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that alone is ridiculous. Tough he's to doing do, his, yeah. <laughs> once again, he's kind of doing his sort of, uh, you know, right on the heels of um, Escape from New York. He's kind of doing the corner of the Clint Eastwood thing, but he's scruffier. He's more beardy. He's got longer hair. He's, you know, in this incredibly cold environment. You get him. He's, he's not heroic necessarily he's just practical and he's pragmatic and he's doing what needs to be done to try to keep everybody alive at some point but eventually it's like just keep himself alive and figure out who's who's the thing obviously and uh, just you know so many iconic moments in this movie especially like the blood test scene and the final shot and i mean this is to me a no-brainer we were all kind of trying to avoid it but I i've got to take it the thing all right. Uh, the thing at number three, Eric, how you feeling about this one? Well, normally I would think I lost this one, but there's another heavy hitter uh, coming up soon that we'll get to. But yeah, the thing is, thing is pretty good. So I will certainly <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty. pretty. <laughs> um, I'll say that I am shocked that. We had to go to pick three for the thing. This would have been number one easily on my own personal list. It is not only one of the best horror movies ever made, not only one of the best sci-fi movies ever made, but in my opinion, it's one of the best movies in general ever made. I think it's a perfect film, perfect supporting cast. Um, it came up on our list of top five dogs in movies recently because even the yes. damn dog is given a, a great performance in this movie. I cannot say anything that hasn't been said about the thing. I have owned it like five times on, on different discs. <laughs> I just recently bought the 4K disc. 
Um, I've got like the Shout Factory Steelbook. I had the original DVD. I had the special edition DVD. Like I've owned so many copies of the thing that have just been worn out. Amazing, amazing movie. And I am very surprised that it took until number three, but uh, a strong pick, a strong pick. And we're going to take a break real quick here to talk about Find Your Film. Tell us what the podcast is all about and why people should tune in after they listen here. Well, Find Your Film is the very first movie-related podcast on the internet. Um, We have uh, the distinction of being the first, and at this moment only, I need to check Google, but I think we might be the only movie-related podcast on the internet. Trendsetters. Trendsetters, really. Yeah, except for the one we're on, I suppose. Uh, that This is also a movie Well, this is the podcast. second. This is the second movie-related <laughs> podcast, inspired by yours, of course. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, we talk about, um, mostly we delve into uh, indie, indie movies. Um, uh, sometimes we'll go back and uh, check out some classic movies. Once in a while, we'll do director spotlights, where we'll pick a couple movies from uh, a director's filmography and go over those. And uh, then we have a hodgepod like every other week or so uh, where we just have just uh, random stuff. Sometimes we do interviews. Sometimes we do spoiler stuff. Sometimes uh, we play games. Um, Not unlike this one. Um, Yeah. Do a bunch of stuff. And Bruce is on there too. He's great. Along with uh, Greg (laughs) Sersavosti. Bruce, what's your pitch for find your film? Anything to add there? Uh, One thing I would add is like, I think a really, a really useful way. I mean, we do talk about, you know, classic movies and I'll when I pick movies out of the box they could be from any era but also every week we, with having pretty much brand new or upcoming releases which may or may not be streaming yet um it's great if you listen to our podcast and something sounds interesting just literally have I don't know just watch or some other some other system that you use to save you know movies you're interested in and just as you're listening click on that movie so when it comes out you can watch it because I know that uh, other than well, one of our fans, Joseph Bridges, <laughs> you know, he'll he'll talk about things way before we ever get to you know get to it, and I'll be like, oh my god, that guy talked about it six months ago. And I think we have a similar effect. Like, if you will forget, like, oh, those guys talked about you know, pick your movie. What is it? Uh, uh, Psycho Gorman. You know, three months before it became available somewhere else, or uh, you know, uh, Yak in the Classroom, or something like that. You know, so we're gonna go in some pretty deep weird places, and I would say. Uh, Check it down, put it on a list, and it'll eventually come up and maybe go back and check out our podcast and see what we thought about it way back when. Nothing but five-star bangers on that show. Yep. That's for sure. <laughs> Only those ones. <laughs> some, some weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have found out about a whole lot of films. Uh, recently, I found out about Fall from your show, and that was, yeah, weeks before it came out. I'm continuously surprised at the access you have to different people to interview as well. I've seen you interview stars of movies, directors of movies, um, people that I then go to look up and say like, oh, how can I get them on my show? And there's just no contact information. So you guys are just working some magic over there to get access to these stars. Well, a lot of that is Greg. He, he's a been lot doing of that this is Greg. For, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I would say all of it's Greg. Uh, he's been doing this for, um, we'll say years. I was going to say decades, but if he hears this, he might be <laughs> angry about that. But he's been doing this for a long time, so... Um, when we started doing the, well, we started doing it is movie mainline. Um, and then we switched to finder film and pretty shortly after that is when we started doing all that stuff. Yeah. Greg is a, a wealth of information. You'll remember Greg, uh, back on geez, underrated films. I think we did with Greg Sersavasti here 
And uh, where else can people find more of you on the interwebs? I think a lot of times we're, and you'd already mentioned it, we're on the Cinematics uh, Facebook group. Uh, you'll see a lot of, I mean, I would say between me and, and Eric and, and a lot of other people on there, we post probably almost every day uh, yeah. something, you know, discussions, you know, something we saw that we thought was cool, something that's interesting, something that looks interesting on the horizon. I do have a, a YouTube channel as well, but I haven't really done much with it for quite a while. But there's some interesting stuff on there. So it's uh, Rust Meyer. If you go check it out, you'll see you'll see a few things in the past two years that are pretty cool, but I haven't done a lot of regular stuff on there. All right, cool. I will have links to all of this stuff in the show notes, including like Twitter, and I'll, I'll put a link to Cinematics too. I've plugged the Cinematics Facebook page almost weekly on the main show, and it is where I go to talk a lot of film. So join us, all three of us on there, and Greg, to talk about our movies and, and see what Find Your Film has coming up next. All right, we've got two picks left, so I'm going to run down what we have so far. Eric, here's what your list looks like. You've got Bone Tomahawk, Used Cars, and Miracle. And then Bruce, you've got Escape from New York, Breakdown, and The Thing. Both really strong lists. If I'm looking at it right now, I have no way to know where who's going who's gonna to vote for which side right now. Uh, there, there's a lot of good movies here. I think it's really going to come down to these next two picks. So Eric, you've got pick number four. What's, what's going on your board? Well, Jason... When some wild-eyed, eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against the bathroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks if you paid your dues, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye. And remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. <laughs> Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir. The check's in the mail. I'm going with Big Trouble in Little China, and if that quote didn't sell you on it, then I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> A goddamn bona fide classic. Feel pretty good. <laughs> and I'm not uh, not scared at all. I just feel kind of feel kind of invincible. <laughs> me too. I got a very positive attitude about this. Good. Me too. Yeah. Is it getting hot in here? Or is it just me? Bruce, what do you think about Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, well, I love it. It was definitely on my top five. <laughs> so big trouble <laughs> in little China was, this is the one that hurts me. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of reasons not to have it on his list. So I'm going to try to say, uh, let's see, what can I do? How can I fake pretend that this should not be on a, a good, a good vote? <laughs> um, well, okay, here it is. Jack Burton is not the hero. He is the sidekick. Exactly. He is so bad at his job that doesn't he knock himself out at one point? Oh yeah, sure all does. the time. Yeah, <laughs> dang it. Okay, I'm not. I'm not doing a good job at this. Okay, it's a good movie. <laughs> I can't say anything. It's awesome. <laughs> Jack Burton is one of my favorite Kurt Russell roles as this tough guy, but really he's just kind of a bumbling moron making his way through Chinatown, and it it's got some great uh, supporting characters in there: Kim Cattrall, um, Dennis Dunn, James Hong, Donald Lee, all kinds of really great character actors in this. Uh, another John Carpenter directed movie. And this is one that I saw when I was a little kid with my cousins. I was probably not old enough to watch it yet, but uh, I had this one cousin who would just have VHSs of everything. And we watched Big Trouble in Little China like three times in a row. 
and just the um like the majestic nature of it just drew us in. I love this movie so much. It bombed at the box office, but um, I just don't think people understood what they were getting into. This really satirical, weird fantasy comedy world that uh, Jack Burton lived in. Love this movie so much. And I'm again, I'm surprised that it lasted until number four here. It probably would have been my next pick. <laughs> I, I will also say just to kind of give myself a leg up over the thing with Big Trouble in Little China. Like the thing's great. It's got a great soundtrack uh, done by Ennio Morricone. But uh, Big Trouble in Little China's got a, you know, got a John Carpenter soundtrack in that wonderful uh, theme song, Big Trouble in Little China. So, yeah, ho- hopefully that uh, sways some boats, but we'll see what happens. Bruce, you need a strong pick here to, to keep your run going. I do need a strong pick, but I, I still think I want to kind of swerve because I've been getting a lot of macho roles, a lot of his kind of tough man roles, or ones where he started out not so tough, but ended up tough. And uh, Eric's got comedy and stuff in there. So I think I need to have comedy and romance. So I'm going to go with 1987's Overboard. Somebody call for a carpenter? That's my wife's department. Mrs. Grant Staten III. Always knew what she wanted. I'm not paying for your mistake. And she always got it. You haven't got a single thing on this earth to do except for your hair. She had power. Taste. What is this gelatinous muck? Style. Are you going to bring me my lemon or do I have to squeeze it from my hat? And... Amnesia. Seems a mystery woman was picked up by the Elk Cove garbage cow shortly after midnight. Excuse me, miss. Can you tell me your name? Of course I know my name. It's... It's... Annie! And his character is Dean Prophet in Overboard. I think that if you're going to have a great team with Kurt Russell, you also got to bring the ladies in. And also the guys. So I think this is the movie to do it. Um, this movie is just goofy and fun and I can watch this and my wife can watch it, which doesn't apply to a lot of Kurt Russell movies, unfortunately. Although if I get to pick my next movie, uh, that also apply to that one. So that's maybe, a, maybe a clue. Anyway, I love this movie. I love <laughs> the ridiculousness of it. I love the fact that, um, here you got him as this single dad carpenter living in Oregon, having to make this stupid, uh, uh, carpentry like shelving unit in you know this rich you know stuck up ladies you know uh what is it yacht and then of course she falls overboard and gets amnesia and he's like since she never paid she's gonna pay by being his wife (laughs) like (laughs) does this fly in today's climate probably not but does it fly in my old uh brain when i originally saw it yes a a lot I, i i really quite like this movie Wow. All right. Overboard at number four. Eric, your thoughts on Overboard? I think that uh, you don't have Kurt Russell without Goldie Hawn. And so that's actually a really good pick. (laughs) Yep. And I'm actually kind (laughs) of glad you picked it so I don't have to. (laughs) Wait, that's not how this game works. I mean, damn you is what I meant to say. I guess I got to see Overboard because this is a Kurt Russell movie that I have never seen. And I know Severin put out a disc earlier this year or last year that Probably looks pretty good, so I guess I'm going to have to watch this one. We've got one pick left, and I'm looking at Kurt Russell's filmography here, and there are going to be some major characters left off of this list, some major movies left off of our top fives. 
Your final one here, Eric. Uh, big decision. Yeah. This one would actually be my number one, but I think I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot here because I don't think a lot of people will agree with me. Um, but I think uh, as great as Kurt Russell is with uh, John Carpenter, I kind of like him better with Tarantino. And I love the character Stuntman Mike so much, I have to go with Death Proof. So, uh, Icy Hot, you offering me a ride home? I'm offering you a lift, if when I'm ready to leave, you are too. And when are you thinking about leaving? Truthfully, I'm not thinking about it. When I do, you will be the first to know. Will you be able to uh, drive later? I know looks can be deceiving. But I'm a teetotaler. I've been drinking club soda and lime all night, and now I'm building up to my big drink. Which is what? Virgin Pina Colada. Okay. Why would someone who doesn't drink spend hours at a bar drinking water? You know, a bar offers all kind of things other than alcohol. It's got a, you know, it's got the, it's got the kind of swaggery Kurt Russell. It's got the, uh, you know, the Tarantino dialogue and setup and music, great music. Um, unlike the Fast and the Furious movies, it's got great car chases in it, and it's got a, it's got a little bit of everything that's not in the other ones that I picked. And yeah, it's going to be death proof. All right, all right, um, Bruce. In terms of the Tarantino filmography with Kurt Russell. Where do you think this one falls? This would have been my next pick. Stuntman oh, Mike. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Stuntman Mike is a great character and he carries this movie. And it's it's probably the most evil, one of the most evil, but definitely I would say the most evil that you see uh, Kurt Russell in any movie that I can think of. And he does such an awesome job in this. This He's so good. This movie, it, well, a lot of people don't like this movie. A lot of people think this is just Tarantino's weakest. I don't think it is. But... If you do like this movie, you like it probably about 80 to 90% because of Stuntman Mike. <laughs> so that's that's a great vote. All right. Uh, Death Proof is not one of my favorite Tarantino movies, but I will agree that he is the best thing in it. Um, and if he wasn't in it, I would probably think it was unwatchable. His character, though, is just so interesting in this in this film. And I wish after watching him in this, that he would play more villains because he does just an amazing job in that role. He's terrifying as stuntman Mike. Bruce, we've got one pick left here. What are you closing out the lists with? Well, I would have closed out the list with stuntman Mike, so I have to pivot. And um, I am going to go, okay, Hmm, boy, I'm I'm looking at my choices here. I've got you're just you're just pre- looking at which Fast and Furious movie you're going to put on the list. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. Yes, absolutely not. But um, there are some good '90s movies that I am tempted to put on here. There is an '80s movie that I really love, but I don't think it sells to the the seats, the the, the, the cheap seats. I don't think this one does either that I'm going to pick. But I think it's pretty darn good. This would be. My second favorite performance he's done in a Tarantino movie, and that is John Ruth from The Hateful Eight. And, well, let's see, what are you going to say about him? Well, they're all hateful in this movie. He starts out, <laughs> what is one of the first things he does? <laughs> he punches Jason, Jennifer Jason Lee like how many times in the first, I don't know, hour of this 69 movie? 69 times. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Um, he 
he has, I mean, this is a movie that's, uh, it may be not his strong, the strongest Tarantino, but it's got a ton of great character moments. And I would say probably almost half of them are, are Kurt Russell's. And um, not to mention, this is just as a trivia that may add to the the uh, legend of this movie, as I'm sure you've all seen and heard by now that that point when he destroys that guitar and uh, he actually destroyed a guitar that was like from the 1800s by mistake during the filming. I thought that was pretty amazing. And watching him and Jennifer Jason Lee talk about it is uh, pretty amazing as well, which is just trivia and side point. But uh, his character, oh, this would be his second best facial hair on film as well. I call it his beard stash. It's kind of a mustache. <laughs> it's kind of a beard. Um, yeah, I would go with John Ruth. He's he's a pretty uh, indelible character in the archive of many, many characters in Tarantino movies. So I'll go with John Ruth. I think this is a fantastic pick. I think it's a great way to, to finish off the list. Eric, how do you feel about this one? I feel pretty good about it. Um, it was between Death Proof and uh, Hateful Eight for me, but the stuntman, my character just was uh, that much better to me. Um, I do like him in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, talking about Tarantino movies, but he just wasn't in it that much. So it didn't feel like a, it didn't feel like a good air quote Kurt Russell movie. Yeah, yeah. So I think Hateful Eight's a good pick. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run down the list here one more time, and then I'm gonna just kind of mention some roles that I'm surprised didn't make the list, and then we're gonna have one last shot for you to sway listeners to go towards your list instead of your opponents. So Eric, your picks were Bone Tomahawk, Used Cars, Miracle, Big Trouble in Little China, and Death Proof. And Bruce, your picks were Escape from New York, Breakdown, The Thing, Overboard, and Hateful Eight. I will say I am absolutely shocked that Tombstone did not make either of your lists. <laughs> yeah. His role as Wyatt Earp, in my opinion, is is one of my favorites. It probably would have been my number two pick. Why why did neither of you pick Tombstone? I didn't pick Tombstone because I already picked Tomahawk. And so okay, I, I was trying right. to go for uh, I, I was trying to go for like diversity of roles in this, and uh, it, it was between Bone Tomahawk and Tombstone. And I thought, as much as I love Tombstone, I felt that Bone Tomahawk feels more like a Kurt Russell movie, where uh, Tombstone feels more like a Bill Paxton movie or a Sam Elliott movie, or like that. There's so many other great characters in um, Tombstone, where Kurt Russell's he's kind of almost in the background a lot of the time, I think uh, this kind of the same reasons. And also it's his third best facial hair on film. So that would be another yeah. reason that I wouldn't pick it. <laughs> the facial hair just wasn't up to par. It, it was good. I mean, but you got to remember that's a movie full of facial hair. So, you know, you got to He's got to compete with all those other mustaches and goatees and, and stuff going on there. That's true. And I respect the reasoning that, you know, it is an ensemble cast, I just thought, gosh, he's he's so good in that movie. And then two others that I'm surprised were not mentioned, and maybe it's just because his filmography is overall so strong, but his role as McCaffrey in Backdraft, that's a movie uh, uh, that I just absolutely love. And then one that was kind of a dark horse for me, but I just love his his role in it is as uh, David Grant in Executive Decision. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I, I really love. Yeah. Uh, well, as far as Backdraft goes... um. That may have been on my list, 
but I saw Rescue Me. And ever since I've watched that TV show, like, uh, went back and watched Backdraft, and I'm like, this is not that good. <laughs> but uh, I, I used to love the movie, but Rescue Me just ruined Backdraft for me. Um, just, you know, the uh, granted, the only thing they have in common, they're, they're both about firefighters. But, yeah, that, that would be the reason I, I wouldn't have picked that one. As far as executive decision, uh, that probably could have. If we were doing top ten, I'm pretty sure that would have been on the top ten somewhere for sure. I would, didn't have either of them on my even my also rans. So I'll, honestly, oh, okay. I didn't I didn't go that fair. My my also rans would have had like um, maybe where he played a planet in Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume Two. <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely considered Tango and Cash. I think yeah, that was a big a consideration. One. And I would have a real dark horse for me would have been the computer who wore tennis shoes. If I wanted to go really old school, that's a Disney one I haven't seen. Uh, my uh, my my dark horse one, or I guess uh, obscure one, would have been the uh, uh, it happened at the World's Fair uh, with Elvis. But that's it, he's in it for like five seconds. Or he's got like two five second scenes, and he was like twelve or something when he was in that. Another one was Dark Blue, but it's been like way too long since I've seen it. But I remember loving that one. Certainly Tango, Tango and Cash. And uh, I, uh, actually, now I'm thinking <laughs> of it, I, sh- I should have put Stargate in there. Just to get like a real Ooh, sci-fi yeah, right. sort of thing. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking of it, I'm kind of sad that I didn't put that on there. He had a couple of good ones there with Stargate and then Soldier, where he plays a guy named Todd. Oh yeah, yeah, Todd. <laughs> I did a lot of based on names of his characters too. Todd couldn't make it. Okay, gentlemen, I'm going to give you one last time to sway the listeners to pick your list. Um, Eric, why should people pick your choices over Bruce's? Well, because it's the best one. I mean, <laughs> objectively. Wait, wait. You're looking for uh, you're looking for a western. You go with Bone Tomahawk. You want to laugh a little bit? Use cars. You want to cry after you're done laughing? Watch Miracle. Maybe you want to do all three, watch Big Trouble in Little China, and then round it out. You know what you haven't got? You haven't got some awesome car chases and Kurt Russell just being a slimy, weirdo dirtbag. I mean, he's stunt my, Stuntman Mike. What's Stuntman Mike do? He's Stuntman. <laughs> I mean, it's good stuff. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think I got five movies with five different flavors and... Uh, you know, each one tastes great depending on what you're feeling in a particular day. A solid, a, a solid recap of your choices there. A little bit of everything for anybody's taste. Bruce, give us your last sell. I think I have more everything than he does as well. Because, Ooh. but I even more than that. I just imagine this: Saturday night, you're hanging out with your friends. You got good food, maybe some beer, maybe some wine. You know, whatever you like, what you enjoy. And you want to put on a movie. Look at my list. You're going to tell me that one of the movies on my list is not going to be one of the movies you want to put on. I think you do want to put on one of my movies that's on my list. The Thing. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, Escape from New York. Yes, of course. Maybe you're feeling like you want something a little lighter, a little more fun. You have a more of a mixed crowd. Overboard. There you go. Overboard is the way to go. And then if you want something thrilling, you want to have some excitement. Dad's over. Hey, dad's by breakdowns in the in the house and then last but not least you know you got a little more of your artsy crowd you're a little more into the uh you know cinephile thing got hateful eight i'm sitting here looking at both of these lists side by side i certainly know which side i'd vote for but the decision is not up to me the decision is up to you 
while everybody will have a chance to vote, Patreon listeners will have their votes more heavily weighted. So that's the audience Bruce and Eric really need to win over. They also, after the show ended, they decided they were going to put a wager on this. So if Bruce wins, they're going to watch The Mean Season, Kurt Russell film, and they're going to review that over on Find Your Film. And if Eric wins, they're going to watch The Guns of Diablo. Again, whoever wins, they're going to pick their film. They're going to review it over on Find Your Film. So um, make sure to tune in for that. Until the next battle, I want to thank the Patreon listeners. This would not be possible without you. This episode was produced and edited by me, Jason Kleberg, and the executive producer for this episode was Rupert Bumblestein.